Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williams. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. You are probably expecting Twitter Thursday, as we usually do on Thursdays here on the show. Big change in plans from now and going forward. A good friend of mine, a former ESPN colleague of mine, Mike Sando, is going to join us every day at this time, or every week at this time, to talk NFL stuff. That doesn't mean Twitter Thursday is going away. I'll probably do Twitter Thursday tomorrow on Friday. But Michael, how are you? I'm excited to have you. Yeah, it's like old times, Matt. It's great to be here. We, you know, people don't know Matt and I go back probably. Well, my first year at ESPN was 07, so you were you were there already, right? Yeah, I was. I put in it was ten years of service at ESPN, and my final season was three years ago. So yeah, let I me mean, do the math. Yeah, but yeah, we did plenty yep. of wonderful things together. I'll never forget that there were. Probably, what, three or four years, you would call me on like a Tuesday or Wednesday evening with some topic, and the next day it would end up being like a 2,000-word story. <laughs> That's true, and, you know, I always appreciated your versatility. I used to joke that, you know, I, I could call and ask you about almost any team's, you know, nickel corner situation, and you'd have some thought on it, so... <laughs> uh, you know, that, I'd always try to sort of stump you, you know, because I was so dialed into the NFC West. Um, right. But, you know, we just – we, we work well together. So glad to be here and looking forward to doing this, uh, like you said, every Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I mean, just like old times, I think people will really enjoy the back and forth. And with the first show, I wanted to use your – one of your biggest articles of the year. I mean, it's 2018 NFL quarterback tiers – 50 executives rank the starting quarterbacks. And for those of you that aren't ESPN insiders, you absolutely should be. That's where most of Mike's work it would be found. That's where most of my stuff was found back in the day. But this is probably one of your most popular articles every year, correct? It is. And I've really, you know, it's been great the last few years. It's grown and, and ESPN has gotten behind it. And I, I now spend a couple days in Bristol uh, doing TV around it, radio around it. Hmm. And uh, it's been it just keeps continuing to grow. So I'm not going to go beyond 50 guys because it just starts to get to be, <laughs> it gets to be ridiculous, but 50 is a good number. I had 10 GMs, you know, uh, probably 10 coordinators, you know, you've Mark. got personnel directors and, and I think there's a half dozen head coaches this year. So my network, um, you know, has really grown in the last five or so years of being the, NFL columnist for ESPN Insider, and this is sort of the crown jewel of of that network, putting it all together. And so, really, what we do is, Matt, if I were polling you, if you were the GM of a of a team, I would say, hey, love to have you in my quarterback tier survey this year. Um, it's anonymous. I'm not going to, you know, use your name in it, but I would appreciate your candor on basically putting every quarterback in the league into one of five tiers. And if you're a tier one guy like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you need a lot less help than a tier three guy like Andy Dalton, who's a, you know, a pretty good quarterback, but you and I have talked for years. You thought they should have taken Kaepernick at that time. Um, you know, he's going to look good if they're stacked in Cincy, but if they're not, he's going to look poor. You know what I mean? So, right. If you're, if you're in that third tier, you're kind of a guy you can win with, but everything's got to be right around you. You're in that second tier, you're kind of in between. You, know, you, might be a, you, you, know, you might be a Carson Wentz on his way to a one, or a Matthew Stafford, or, or a Matt Ryan. They're really good guys. You can win a championship with them, but 
there may be a notch below the Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, even a Roethlisberger when he's playing well. Yeah, I, I steal Daniel Jeremiah's example on this from time to time. He says quarterbacks are either a truck or a trailer. Like, if you look at an 18-wheeler, you're either the engine or you're the caboose. And I take it a step further, and Brady, Rodgers, those guys are locomotives. You know, they can pull the whole train without much help. And, and I think that's kind of what you're saying here, you know, that depending on the level of help you need. Yeah, I think it's just a great way of kind of looking at it. It's, this is how the league looks at the, at the players, at the quarterbacks. So that from itself has value. It doesn't mean it's 100% right, or, but, but this is the way the league views the quarterback. So I take all 50 of those responses. Like I said, for Rodgers and Brady, it was 50 Tier 1 responses. But for Roethlisberger, it's 30 in Tier 1 and 20 in Tier 2. Okay. You know, for Andrew Luck, people didn't know what to do with. He got 12 1s, 29 2s, 9 3s. I mean, we don't, they didn't really know where to put him. But you average those together, and you that's how you get the order. Um, and that's how you, you know, stack them. The, the tier you're in is really the tier in which you got the most uh, votes. Okay. So... Andrew Lux in the second tier, he had 29 votes in tier two. That was more than any other tier. Uh, but we can certainly debate where he belongs. Oh, for sure. And he was a tough one. Um, I just wanted to assure everyone out there, the term execs, execs did not mean ball boys, cafeteria workers. You know, like these were pretty high up guys that you talk to. Like you said, your network is really booming, obviously. Oh, yeah. No, these are all guys, you know, know go the way around the league. Yeah. You know, they're... You, you, you know, when you you got ten GMs and ten coordinators, that's that's twenty of them right there. You're throwing six head coaches; that's half of your field. And everyone else is, you know, a range of. There's a few salary cap negotiators who are keyed in on the value of players. Mm-hmm. There's a few analytics directors who are looking more at the numbers. There's a few, a lot actually, of personnel directors. You you don't have to be a GM, but you may be the VP of player personnel. You may be the pro personnel director. Those types of guys. Yeah, big guys. I mean, decision makers. Um, you did yeah. not have a vote, though, correct? Correct. You yep. didn't give yourself I'm, a vote. I'm okay. out of it. So when people say, you know, well, uh, you know, your rankings. <laughs> That's I'm what like, I was no, going to say, know, right. I'm the facilitator here. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> right. But, How could uh, you put him at number but I'm, 13? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you on some of them. I mean, you know, I don't agree with everybody. But when you, you, know, when you talk to 50 people, you're going to get some outliers. You're going to get a guy who you're going to get somebody who thinks, Joe Flacco's a five, and you're going to get somebody who thinks Joe Flacco's a two, you know, but yes. 35 of the 50 put him in as a three. That's probably where he is. And that probably where, yeah. So the outliers, therefore the outliers kind of get swept away. I yeah. have, I only have one issue with how, with your decisions on things. So I'm going to get it out right away. Yeah. I don't think we're going to argue a lot on Thursdays, but to me, and I, and I sort of did this recently on my website. I've been, I did a position list, every position I did my top 10 players. And my criteria was, how good are they at football right this second? You know, not who would I rather have or body work or any of those things. But to me, and this is my only advice to you going forward, is I think that tier one is too wide. That only two guys belong in tier one. And I, instead, of inclu- instead of describing that as a tier one quarterback can carry his team each week, the team wins because of him. He expertly handles pure passing situations. I think I might just label Tier 1 elite and have two guys in it, and I think you could figure out who they'd be. Yeah, that that is interesting. Well, what would you do once Rodgers and Brady retire? Would there just not be a guy in Tier 1? Right, right. I mean, unless everybody 
voted that way, you know, I mean, because yeah. I, I think these guys are so special. Because when I did my ranks, they they stood alone, obviously, and you could fight who's one, who's two, and in the end, it really doesn't matter. But to me, then I did a top ten list that three through ten, I kind of could put in a bag and throw them all around. And Roethlisberger was my tenth, and I caught a ton of heat around here, obviously from because I'm from Pittsburgh. But I said he's closer to three than he is to eleven, and my eleventh guy was Cam Newton, who I noticed is your is 11th on your list, and he sort of stood alone as my as a big gap from 11 to 12. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep, it does. And we can give people here the, the order on my, on my poll was Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, Roethlisberger. That was the cutoff for the top tier. The second tier went Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Derek Carr, and then two that are sort of straddling two, three with arrows pointing up into Sean Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo. People are excited about them, but what do you do with them at this stage? It's a little early. I'm kind of with you. I think, I mean, I might, you know, at some various points have Roethlisberger and Breeze in that top tier, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but I do think that there's a clear gap between Rogers and Brady, those guys. And to me, Roethlisberger's almost clearly a high two to me, just based on, you know, when people when people look at this, they are factoring in the fact that he's won a couple championships and right. on his best day. On his best day, you know, if you're playing them, let's just say, if you're playing Pittsburgh, um, you're way more worried about Roethlisberger that day than you are about tier two guy Derek Carr that day. You know what I, I mean? You're, you're you know at Roethlisberger's best, you could really be in trouble and in for a long day against him. I just don't feel like he's as, he's consistently that, you know, as consistently as you need to be to just be called tier one all the time. I, I think we agree on this. And and again, if I were doing it, Rodgers and Brady would be in their own tier. But then I think there's eight guys in that exact category that you mentioned, how you just described Roethlisberger. Like to me, Russell Wilson's that same way. If I'm Dallas's defensive coordinator, I'm as petrified as him as I am Big Ben or Breeze. Um, same is yep. true for Matt Ryan, but obviously in a much different way. Stafford, who I think is perennially underrated. Rivers, you know, all those guys, until you get to your list, and then there's the cars of the world. You know, like, I know you put yep. them in t- yep. t- Tier 2 because people voted them in Tier 2, but I feel like there's a line of demarcation behind the 11th quarterback in the league, which I yep. we both agree is Cam Newton, and he's kind of a, a unicorn. He's kind of his own beast. You know what I noticed about doing this this year, Matt, was I feel like there's fewer just absolutely horrible quarterbacks. I mean, you're not seeing a, you know, Matt Castle a couple of years ago when he was starting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like like that has changed a little bit for the better. Now, the depth behind the quarterback seems very shaky and horrible. Number twos are awful. But, but there's just a whole – there's just a huge whole pot of threes, and you could really – put some of those twos sort of bleeding into the threes. And really to me, some of the fours are, are really threes too. Um, they're just sort of, uh, I think what I want people to realize from this survey is that there's really a very short list of special guys. And there's a couple guys who are good enough to rotate into that group on a year to year basis. Rivers may have an MVP season every once in a while. Right. Matt Ryan may be like that for a year. 
Russell Wilson may have that. And we'll see. Maybe he becomes consistently that. Stafford can occasionally do that. But they don't do it all the time. They sort of rotate in. And then 20 teams are just sort of in the same bucket. But they tell themselves they're not. There's 20 teams that are, oh, man, we are, we are so excited about Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. We oh we have such high hopes for Jameis Winston. Oh, we <laughs> right. think Marcus Mariota can really be that guy. And for a while, if you win as a team, you tell yourself that Joe Flacco is that guy. But those guys aren't that guy. And yes. you know you don't want to say they're never going to be when they haven't played very many years. But the odds are just strongly against them being that guy. And so. Be honest with yourself of what you got at that position and build your team accordingly. I think you, you touched on a lot of things there I want to respond to, and you said it all very, very well as usual. First of all, you mentioned the backup situation. One of my jobs at ESPN, I think I did it every other year, was rank the 32 backups in the league. And then you really <laughs> realize how awful it is. I mean, it's terrible. Ooh. Like, who's a backup in Carolina right now? Like, there are so many bad ones. Especially if you, even yeah. if you include like Sam Darnold as a backup or Lamar Jackson, you know, guys that have promised. It's still an awful, awful list. Um, yep. I don't know if you know this, but I think this is really interesting. 31 of the 32 teams either have a quarterback that they're paying what I call starter money, you know, $15 million a year, like Andy Dalton and up. Yep. Or. Yep. They have a first-round pick waiting in the wings, a young guy, you know, like a, an heir apparent. And that third Trubisky or... Right, you know. right. Darnold, yeah. you know, Rosen. Um, Mahomes. Exactly, exactly. A recent first-round pick. Not even like a Rudolph, you know, like a first-round high-pedigree guy. And then there's got teams like the Ravens that have both. And the 32nd team is the Cowboys because they lucked into Dak. So... I think you can make an argument, especially this time of year, that even though, yes, there kind of is a quarterback shortage, it's not as bad as people think. It's not as bad as the offensive tackle shortage. And I think most teams are happy with their quarterback situation, or at least have hope for their quarterback situation, with the possible exception that if I were the GM of Miami, Jacksonville, and Cincinnati, even though they are paying starter money to their guy. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, though, Andy Dalton can look great when it's stacked around him. I agree. You, you'd want to be looking to upgrade, but what are you going to do? I mean, there's a right. lot of quarterback. How many – if you were the – you know, if you randomly pick a starter out of this group, there's a good chance you could do worse than Andy Dalton, you know, or oh, about the sure, same. for sure, for <laughs> sure. I'm not even saying they're disappointed in their situations because Jacksonville could have taken Lamar Jackson. Or, uh, to me, they're the most tenuous or those are the three – quote, worst quarterback situations in the league. Because there really isn't, you kind of know what you have, and there isn't the hope of a a beautiful day coming down the pipe. Yep. You know, so last year when I did this survey, I always include a few guys in it who um, may or may not be the starter that year. Because when I start the project, we don't know that a team's going to, you know, we don't know for sure whether it was going to be Mike Glennon starting last year, you know, or not, right? right, 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 right. For so there always be a few guys extra. So like I have like thirty five guys, thirty six guys. Well, last year, last year the average tier ranking for all the quarterbacks in the survey was about two point nine. That was the average. So and like a low second this year, tier guy. Yeah, this year it was two point seven. That's wow. a pretty big improvement when you're 
spreading it over, I think this year was 36 guys. So, you know, like this year I included Jacoby Brissett and a Mike Glennon uh, and a Teddy Bridgewater just in case they were going to, you know, find their way into the lineup through an injury or, or, or whatever. Um, but and like it's Case still Keenum's mostly the early core guys. three in your list, you know, like where he wouldn't have been a week, a year ago. Yeah. Case Keenum is a mid, he's mid, mid low three. He's a 3.06. Oh, okay. So Case Keenum is between Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco, but you're right. A year ago, he, you wouldn't have even, you would have said he's a four. Exactly. Right. And right, right. you know, this year, 35 guys gave him a three, but they sort of feel like he's a four who played like a two. <laughs> right, so I mean? let's call him a three. Yeah, yeah. No, I did go to. You know, it's funny. I went to Broncos camp. We'll just digress on uh, uh, on Keenum, and and uh, they are excited about him. Now they had historically bad quarterback play last year in Simeon, so anything's going to look better. But Chris Harris was pretty surprised. I mean, he had he had his perceptions on Keenum from afar surprised by his accuracy so this will be a good test to really see him in a different environment you know you're taking a guy who looked really good with minnesota but had a top five defense that kept the games close uh you know you had a a coordinator who was in the zone and really probably did a good job of giving you easier throws than you know than some other quarterbacks might have um you had a little bit of a cocoon there um for him and now you take him in a different offense, in a different team, uh, still a good defense to help him. You know, do, it, how much of it was him last year? Does he just sort of go back to being what we thought he was? I think it's a good test of this, you know, the perceptions of him and how we rate these guys. All right. Oh, excellent stuff there. I, th- I assume you took the same approach I did that rookies aren't invited. You know, just we just don't know enough about them. Uh, like Saquon Barkley probably would have been in my top 10 running back list, but I at least wanted to see him in an NFL uniform first. And what is your thought on Bridgewater for something like this? Yeah, I, you're right on the rookie. So this is the fifth year I did quarterback tier survey, and I, I believe in the first year, maybe the first two, we had rookies in. But what I realized was, if you talk to 50 guys, there's 20 of them who didn't look at the rookies this year. You know what I mean? Oh, or, sure. or just barely, yeah. or just barely looked at them, you know, haven't, they're not familiar enough. So you just, you end up getting a lot of guys just sort of guessing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I took out the, I took out the rookies. Um, as far as a Bridgewater, like for example, this year coming off the bad injury. So he gets 11 votes in the third tier, which is kind of, I think what he was when he was in Minnesota, he was a three. I agree. You know, you're happy to have him. You're going to pay him. You can win games with him, but let's have the defense and run game be good. Um, you know, whereas with Aaron Rodgers, we're not really, you know, we wish we had a good defense and run game, but it's not going to kill us if we don't. He got 32 votes in the fourth tier, seven in the fifth. And those are no disrespect to Bridgewater. It's just, Hey, that's a catastrophic injury there's seven people put him in a five saying, I don't think that he, I'm, I'm not betting on him becoming a starter again because of the nature of that injury and and what it could take away from him. But 32 just put him in the fourth tier. And Matt, the fourth tier is either it's a, it's you're either a Josh McCown who the jury's back and we don't necessarily think you're a starter. And that that's a little harsh on him. He's played better than that, but you know what I mean? Four would be, we're not, we're not. We're drafting a guy in the top five if we have a four. McCarron's in a four, there. Yeah, a four can also be 
no, not enough information guys. So like a uh, Patrick Mahomes gets 41 fours. Well, people like him more than that, but we just, it's one game. We, we're, we're just not even going to really rate him. So I think Bridgewater got some tier fours where people were just like, I don't know what to do with the guy. We need to see him in preseason. Could be intriguing based on how he looks, but uh, the glass is half empty on him after that injury. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, this is my next question, actually, because we pulled up your tiers on Steeler Nation Radio the other day, Dale Lawley, the host of my, and we kind of just debated him, and he gave me a hard time for having been as low as I did and had a similar conversation, not obviously as in-depth. But one of his points were, Trubisky and Mahomes on your list are basically incomplete, correct? Like, they don't really have a grade. Yeah, they are. It's just sort of like, we, we want to have every team represented, but ideally, I almost feel like, I almost feel like I'd rather not have him in there than right, then, say they're a than say they're a four because then ding them. We don't really believe that they're a four. You know, I mean, I think like if you had told me, I think Mahomes came in thirty first or you know something like that, and below Trubisky, I would have said, "Are you kidding me?" That doesn't represent how people think right. about him. But and, it's just sort of how they they were graded because we don't have enough to go on. And many teams obviously would trade their guy ranked ahead of Mahomes straight up for him in the real world, of course. Oh, absolutely. So if you had, you know, Denver's got Case Keenum, if you could offer them, you know, if they could have Mahomes, I mean, they'd just, they'd love to see if they could do that. You know, they'd love to see what the upside is. (laughs) Throwing two first round picks too and make, you know, right. But here's what, here's where Dale criticized your list. And I defended you, but he said, okay, well, you have Trubisky is an incomplete grade. Why do you know more about Watson or Jimmy G? And I said, well, I've built lists. Try to build a list. Building lists are hard. You can't have Jimmy G and Watson in the thirties on this list as a tier four guy. Well, you know more. Yeah, about I would coming. say that. Yeah, I'd say this. So Mahomes is in his own category with one start. So yeah. he's a true incomplete. I think Trubisky is a little different. So like Mahomes gets only eight grades in the third tier. Well, Trubisky got twenty one. So there's there's more people who've sort of returned a verdict, a, a little bit of a verdict on Trubisky. And I feel like where he's at is a little bit more reflective of what people think. Whereas, you know, w- there's clearly people are more optimistic on Watson and Garoppolo than they are in Trubisky right now, mm-hmm. fair or unfair. I mean, uh, Trubisky could really make a huge surge with some weapons and Matt Nagy running the offense. He could be the Jared Goff of. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Goff was 32nd yeah. last year. He's Trubisky in this yeah. situation. He, he could be, but I thought it was also interesting that people didn't just immediately put Goff up in the second tier, bottom of the twos, right? I think people feel like, uh, you know, when you look at them, it's going through Gurley. You know, the, mm-hmm. the play caller's excellent. Um, we're not saying that Goff changed so much that he was the reason they became a good team. Whereas, you know, you look at, you look at uh, Houston before and after Watson played, they're a totally different team because of him. Absolutely. You look at the 49ers, they're what, one in, were they one in 10 before Garoppolo played? And we heard rumblings when he was in New England, too. He's not a rookie. Yeah, and then he's, then they go five and oh. So while, you know, there's 20, there's 24 people put Watson as a three or a four. Half the people basically said uh, incomplete or need to see a lot more. Okay. And same thing on Garoppolo, 26 people had him in the third or fourth tier. So half the people, again, are like, you know, I'm not saying he's bad, but I need to see more. But there's still a sizable percentage of these people, half the people that are willing to bet on them as a two right now. 
And isn't that amazing? You, it is. You've hardly played. And in Garoppolo's case, you haven't even played meaningful games. And in Garoppolo's <laughs> case, you had, set, you, had, you had seven touchdowns and five picks. You know, Aaron Rodgers will throw 38 touchdowns and five picks this year, maybe. You know? <laughs> right, so, on average, right. So, yes. Right. So, um, yet that's what... Yet and that's exactly I, where I would have like put, though. That. Yeah, I like that about the survey, though, because we want to know who these guys are optimistic about. If we wanted to just... We could just stack them by average yards per attempt, and that's what they've done, right? Or whatever, QBR mm-hmm, sure. or passer I'm rating or whatever you right, like. Yeah. Yeah, we we could create a formula and do it, and then no one would read this. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and list sell. I mean, I learned that in my ESPN yeah. days. List sell because you got to put someone ahead of the other. You mentioned Goff. This is the last thing I want to kind of end on. Of the early Brown quarterbacks, of the guys we've seen, the the ones that have been two, three years in the league, I think it's an interesting crop, and there's a lot of those guys I'm really excited about, Mariota in particular. I think Winston as a player is really exciting. Goff would not be one of my top guys. However, if I were to... I'm curious what you think, what the exec said behind the scenes. If you were to bet on somebody, one of the young guys, getting into the Rodgers-Brady tier, or even just the the whole tier one in general, I would take Carson Wentz as my first choice, and Andrew Luck, who's a little older, as my second choice. Was that kind of consensus? Yes, Wentz would be run. If I if I asked that question, Wentz would be the. If I asked that of fifty guys, forty five would say Wentz. Um, yeah. I'm confident of that, and I kind of did. You know, you get yeah. that feeling. People feel like that's where the most excitement is. Luck, it's just a full function of his health. If if he's healthy, I think people. If he's healthy, he's going to straddle that one two line. You know what I mean? Where um, I mean, he can show up and they go to the playoffs. If he, you know, that happened. <laughs> right, <laughs> he showed right. up and they're a playoff team. Even in a, it's a bad division, sure, but. Um, there was a lot on his plate, and that was one of the sort of discussions, debates I used to have when I was doing NFC West. People wanted to know, why would people think that Luck is doing is better than Russell Wilson? And it wasn't really, they weren't necessarily saying that per se. They were just saying, look, Russell came in and could hand the ball off to a great back and had to score 18 points a game to win, you know, with a great defense. Whereas, so we didn't know if he was a one. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't really find out if you're a one until it's on your back. And with Wentz, we don't know either. I mean, he had... Better than expected coaching last year. They did incorporate the run game, the scheme, and he didn't stay healthy the whole year either. So I think we need to see more before we anoint. But though that is for sure the most the people the young guy people are most optimistic on Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think they should be. And I mean, Luck was number three on your list in his second year in the league. You know, he came in as a rookie at five. In sixteen, he was number seven. You know, in seventeen, he was six. You know, so. People recognize the greatness. He was the hardest one for me to put on a list, and Steeler Nation killed me. How can you say Luck is better than Ben right now? I'm like, well, I'm looking at it through rosy-colored glasses, and I'm going to remember the player I saw last. And on, I just think he's better right this second if that guy exists. Where where was he third? Who had him third? No, I say on your list he was third in 2015. Your previous ranks. In 2015, he was the third quarterback in the league. On your ranks, it says this on the article. You know how in the, 2015. Interesting. I I, I got to look at this. I mean, think about that. I mean, as a super young guy, he was yeah. probably only behind yeah, yeah, Randy we, and Rogers. You know, I think you're and I right. think that's who he is. Yeah, 
That's funny. 2015 seems so. I was like, really? It's my own thing. And I can remember what it was <laughs> right. 2015. I'm going to have to trust you. You know my work. Better <laughs> well, than I'm I do. looking at it. I assume uh, ESPN.com. That's put it awesome. Out there, yeah, no, it is. I, oh, I, I called up. I have, a, I have a screen here where I've got all my ballots from the past. Uh-huh. And I looked up 2015, <laughs> and it. He is third in this scroll of all these guys. So um, that that's that's a great reminder for that's who he is, right? People forget that. Yeah, people forget. People do forget. I mean, I think you can pick holes in his game with you know he's a higher number of interceptions, mm-hmm. but we really are measuring how much of a load these guys can carry. And I think the smarter we can become ourselves and make others about how much the quarterback is actually doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the better it is. I mean, it just it, we just we can really stop having the silly "is Joe Flacco elite" debates. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Let's please. Stop I mean, that, with that's that. think that's where we were ten years ago in mm-hmm. sports media. Yes. He's hey, elite. do you think Joe Flacco's elite? Right. And right. now we're debating this list where it's just a given where the league thinks of Joe Flacco and there and obviously he's had a couple of bad seasons. I'm not picking on Joe Flacco, but no one is saying p- fewer people are saying stupid things about quarterbacks now than 10 years ago. Very well said. And I've been saying for a while Bortles and Flacco to me aren't NFL starting quarterbacks and I think your list basically kind of agrees with me. Well, it almost—it's funny. Flacco got two fives, and Bortles got one. So I, you know, I didn't include Matt in the in the survey this year, but you agree with a couple guys. <laughs> be low on the know, list. Yeah, I think most people would look at you know look at those guys and say, "Hey, look, at least Bortles—they were able to win a playoff game or two with mm-hmm. him last year, and he played decently in the playoffs." So you, you know, that's why more people gave him a three, but it's a it's a reluctant three. I think people feel like. It's a, it's a, he has to almost be well-supported for us to say that about him, really well-supported, and he was. Absolutely. Well, Mike, this was a great initial show. I think our fan base is going to be loving every Thursday. I think it'll be our best show of the week. Can't wait to do it noon to Thursday every, every week, and we're just going to talk about anything. This was just an initial show. Great to have you on, buddy. Hey, good connecting again, and we'll do it again next week. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, and tomorrow I will do Twitter Thursday.